Warning, the Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neo Genesis Evigallion. Several anime companies have gone bankrupt. 1,337 anime fans have been sued. All the while, the Bonsai Beat has been there to deliver you the latest in news, show reviews, and discussions from both the experienced and novice anime fans' point of view. And now, broadcasting from a deserted island so Funimation's lawyers can't find them, here are your hosts, Jellocoon and Zach. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bonsai Beat. My name is Jellocoon, along with Zach. How are you doing? Hello, hello. I'm doing well. Awesome. Um, <laughs> in a nebulous general sense. I hear you. I hear you. Coronavirus still is still existing, still living on Earth. Yeah, yeah. It's always a positive. Beats the alternative. Yep. Living's pretty cool. I guess. I guess some, <laughs> most of the time. Some days I'm just like, God, it'd be great to be dead right now. Living, what a pain. Yes. Yeah, if I could be selectively dead, that would yeah, be cool, exactly. but sadly it's permanent. <laughs> it's all or nothing. Yeah. Damn it. Oh, man. So, it's been a minute. Because another season went by before we spoke God, yet. God, no shit, right? Like, we just I talked. I feel like we're starting to record in seasons. I know shit. I looked at our, I looked at the website, and I was like, winter, spring, fall. Fuck! <laughs> like every episode now is like talking about the season, and it's like cool. I just feel like it's it's free content uh, instead of watching anime. If I record once a season, I only have to talk about uh, Anna Chart. I don't even have to watch a show. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's my secret technique. No, but we are. I mean, we last time we did talk about it, and the show I'm watching, the one show I'm watching that's airing, we'll get into. Yeah. Um, is on episode seven now, so it has been right? seven weeks, I it guess, by that been. metric. Yeah, because we recorded like, uh, like week two or week three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most shows just had their second episode, I think, so it's just starting week three. Yeah. Oh man, I have been watching the shit out of anime this year. I've already. I know. I sometimes sometimes I look at my Anna list, and not to put anything on there, mind you, because I don't watch anime. But <laughs> I see <laughs> I see your updates, and you have a whole bunch of stuff. And then I'm like, should I watch something? Yeah, let's find Gun Cats. I hear that's only three episodes. Hell yeah! I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly but surely, we will get you back in the swing of things. Mm-hmm. No, it's been crazy. I've already finished 13, 13 shows this year. I'm just wow. like, God damn. Granted, I mean, it's almost fucking September already. I know, but still, um, like, I've looked back. But there's a lot of shows. Like, the last couple of years. normally top five is like, well, I have four. I have six. And then the fifth one can be, like, <laughs> one I might have watched. Yeah. <laughs> but this time you'll actually have to cut things off of your top five. Oh, a five lot, yeah. Difficult. This is going to be hard this year. <laughs> normally it's easy. The list makes it And sun. we got two more seasons left. Two more? I mean, we won't have... We got fall and we got winter. Well, yeah, winter right. way or may well, not count. Winter usually yeah, doesn't you count. Can't really, so, yeah. It's hard to add winter to that it list because they're all airing still. True. True. So but you have one more season, so like you could have 20 or something crazy. I could. 
I uh, finished. Let's uh, get what I'm getting at. What I watched recently. I uh, I watched Hori Mia. I finally finished that. I had started it a while ago and kind of just watched the first few episodes and was like, ah, oh, this is nice. And then I finally just came and picked it up and just kind of binged through it. And uh, was it great? I have I have friends tell me to watch it because I like Toradora and I'm like, it doesn't it's look the nothing same. Nothing like Toradora. Okay, well then I was I was correct in my judgment. It's not the same, but it, is it still a fun? What is it? A rom com? It's a rom com. A very mm. I would say down to earth. Like it's very much like. The main characters fall in love more or less because they get to know each other and they hang out. It isn't like, oh my god, I just saw you and I fell in love with you instantly and you know what I mean? And they and the their friends and right. stuff, their circle of friends have relationship issues or you know, wanna to confess to someone but someone else may have already confessed to them or they have you know, uh, body image issues that they have to deal with. You know, they think, oh, I'm not good enough because I'm not pretty as that other girl or, or, you know, it's really cool. Like the guys, like, you know, they're friendly, like they're guys, like they act like guys. The main character mm-hmm. isn't like, you know, this dull brickhead. Like, what I liked about the show was the characters feel genuine and real. They act, they talk like freaking, you know, maybe aged up a bit. High schoolers, especially the uh, English dub, some of the, like, Hori, uh, Hori sounded more like a, you know, 20-something, and kind of spoke more like a 20-something, but she also, like, you know, was ahead of, like, she took care of her brother because her mother was working, and her dad was out uh, of the picture. Well, she's supposed to be a more mature person, yeah. so it's probably fine if she sounds that way. Yeah. But I, Interesting. I really like. Well, I do it. love a good organic romance. I haven't really watched one since, uh, like, Suki Gakiri, I guess you could say is that. Um, so, but I mean, that's like much younger kids growing up, and yeah. falling in love and whatever. Yeah. But it's very organic, like you said. They act like people would <laughs> instead of tropes would, yeah, which is sometimes fine. Like or it's like a lot, a lot of tropes. The whole reason great. they start dating is because someone asks, like, "Hey, are you guys or not? Uh, are you guys dating?" Because <laughs> another girl, um, you know, is interested in the guy. And she's like, you know what? Yeah, we are. You can't have him. And, you know, they hadn't even confirmed their relationship yet. And, you know, they had to struggle with that and be like, really? Is that what you want? Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, just wasn't. There are some mm. crazy over the top, like, like her dad comes back into the picture and we don't really know where the fuck he does, but it's hilarious. Like, I found that so refreshing that we had anime parents who gave a shit about their children. And, like, her their, her parents, like, loved um, Miyahara, the, 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 the boyfriend, to the point mm-hmm. where, like, they were bummed that he couldn't come to Christmas. And, you know, like, it was so refreshing. Like, hey, parents who give a fuck a shit, who give a fuck about their parents, about their children and their success and happiness and want to help them, you know, see them be a, you know, a good, a good, you know, do good. Right. Like, it, it was just I'm also nice. okay with them not caring. Um, oh, yeah. But either but, way, I like when they're in the picture at all. Yeah. yeah like, Toradora does parents well also. Yeah. 
um, Taiga's being neglectful and Ryoji's being, I guess, his, his mom who works hard and does care about him, but works all night and sleeps all day. Um, but either way, it's cool when they realize these are children, their parents are very much still in their lives. We either have to talk about them being shitty or being good. Um, instead of just pretending they don't exist like most anime does. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was nice. And I mean, it really boils down to like, don't judge a book by a co- by its cover and, you know, take opportunities, take, you know, make, take the opportunities given to you. Um, the mm. last couple episodes are about uh, Miyahara, like, struggling with his middle school self because he was such a loner as a kid. And he was quiet, and everyone thought he was, like, this weird, you know, guy. And he had piercings, and he had, like, a tattoo. And... Did a tattoo in middle school? Uh, in high school, he got one. But oh, okay. it was kind of, like, hidden. But the whole point is they start... Hori and Miyahara start hanging out, um, you know, just because uh, Miyahara meets her little brother at a park. And, like, they become kind of friends. Like, he's kind of, kind of like the cool older kid, you know. And then they meet, and they find out, oh, we're in the right, same right. class. And it's like, oh, hey, you have piercings. We never noticed. And, like, he was like, you know, basically he struggles with, like, you know, I used to be this loner kid who, you know, was quiet and no one ever gave a shit about. And, you know, I've now I've blossomed into this high school graduate who I have a great girlfriend and a group of friends who, you know, care about me and, and, you know, come to me for trouble and, and, you know, gotta get along with. It was, it was interesting. But a lot of it also seemed like a lot of self harm. You know what I mean? Like, you're the one being quiet, you're the one not talking to people. You know, people would talk to him and they he'd just sit there. So it's like, well, yeah, right. of course people are going to be like, you know, the kid's a dick. You know, you talk to him, he doesn't say nothing. Or he's, you know, he's acting mm-hmm. kind of weird or whatever. But, you know, it was mm-hmm. a fun show. Easy to really, really easy to, uh, to, to binge. There was nothing really like, oh my God, I got to see what happens next episode. It was just nice and easy to watch. And the dub was good. Of course, you know, it's Funimation. A lot of the dubs are good. They're all good. Yeah. They just run the risk of being samey. <laughs> yeah. I felt like um uh these this cast was very different. I feel like mm. they're finally getting away from like the Crispin Freemans and the the you know, the the usual suspects. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking of that, we didn't talk about the fact Funimation and Crunchyroll are now owned by Sony, and they're now a single company. Essentially, yeah, that Crunchyroll is now can't be good for the the freedom of anime. Yeah, the anime monopoly. Yeah, I, I forgot that is the big story that happened recently. Thoughts? I mean, I guess I'm thankful I don't watch it through that channel. I mean, because. They did the, tri- I guess you could say the trial run for this, like what, two years yeah, ago? Yeah, a couple years ago when they merged. Where they partnered yeah. up and they did a lot of simul dubs and stuff together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're like, we're done with this. And I guess. And they broke up. All, all, Yeah, they broke up. And then all the while, I guess they were probably planning this. 
Because, I mean, it probably takes this long to play an emerge and acquisition. It, like it all came down to t- uh, Time Warner and the AT&T divesting. So, basically, AT&T divested Crunchyroll. And Time Warner already mm. owned Funimation as part of a another acquisition. So. Interesting. Yeah. I did look up the dub and... Um, Hori's very first role as a voice actress was this. Oh, who, who is it? Uh, her name's Marissa Duran. Huh. Duran Duran. How, does, is there any information <laughs> on her, like, age or... Because um, she sounded, like, in her mid-30s, like, or, like, late 20s, like... There might be if I Google it, not on analyst. Let's see. She's based in Dallas, Texas. Shock. That's where Funimation is based. At the age of eight, she began performing with various professional theater companies. Interesting. Um, does it doesn't in her biography? It doesn't even have her age. Huh. Well, okay. Either way, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. She has a very not a unique voice, but definitely distinct. Mm. But nothing to the level of, like, crazy all the top. Her website itself says, I'm Marissa Duran. I'm a Spanish-Caucasian actress working and living in Dallas, Texas. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, the role she's doing next will be Lou slash Louise in Funimation's English dub of Shadow's House. Oh. Which apparently is a new show. Yeah, that's airing now. Or... Hmm. I think. Oh, I guess she got her second role already. There so you go. Good. Well, good for her. I think she'll do really good. Interesting. I'm curious to hear it, just for the sake of, is it the same voice, or does she have different, you know, character voices? Oh, here we go. The fourth website I went has her age. She was born in August or April second, ninety four. So she's a year younger than me. She's twenty seven. Oh wow. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah, she did a really good job. Neat. Yeah. Um, I watched the OVA of Tony Kaku Kawaii, and I think I got diabetes from all the sweetness. But it was basically just another episode of Tony Kaku. Just, you know, it's like, oh, hey, you've been gone for a while. Here's another episode. Like, okay, cool. Nothing. Here's a bonus. Basically, that's all it really was. It was like a OVA that came out. It was a 23-minute OVA, and it was just more of the same. Hmm. I finished uh, Megalobox. I'm glad to be done with that. I really didn't care for the second season. Um, it had its moments, but I just felt like it just wasn't as great. Did you start Sunny Boy? I have not. I decided just to say screw it. God, it's boring as fuck. I'm having a hard time. I watched the episodes and it's really boring. Really? I was really hoping it would be cooler because it has all the psychological thriller tags and the art style's neat. Um, And then you watch it and it's just, holy, it's like if Lord of the Flies was boring and the book's already not great, but... (laughs) But they get stuck in like a parallel world and they have different powers, but they don't use any of the powers. That would be exciting. <laughs> they just kinda talk to they just kinda talk to each other and 
they have like the weird in-group, out-group power struggles like in Lord of the Flies while they have their coming-of-age nonsense. It's it's very boring. It's possibly the most boring anime I've ever watched. Next next to Arya the animation, which is getting a new season, by the way. Oh, wow. You know, if Right Stuff wants to send me more DVDs, yeah. they can send me that show they own the rights to. Yes. Um, sleep, as I call it, uh, White Noise Sleep Generator, the show. <laughs> Um, but at least that one had like nice, really relaxing music. It kind of induced you to sleep because it was relaxing. This one is just boring. It's not even relaxing. It's drama, but boring. At least the Aria one knows what they're doing. They know what kind of show they are. Um, so terrible. I don't recommend you start, oh, wow. I guess. Though I, I wish someone would tell me if it gets good or why they like it. Because like, it has positive reviews overall, and it's just... God, it's so boring. Dang. It looks pretty. I am correct in thinking it looks good, I guess, from the preview and the show, but that's not enough. It's very bad. I've had this problem lately where a lot of the shows, even if this is Horimiya, like, you get to what, episode 8 or 9, and, like, the show is starting to kind of drag. Like, right now, with, like, Remake Our Life, it's kind of dragging. It's gotten kind of gone off the rails a bit. Like, it's... it. I don't want to spoil it. But there's... Like... There's a love angle, right? But now they're trying to turn mm-hmm. it into a freaking love triangle. Where it's like, clearly the show is already made... Like, we've already seen two of the characters... You know, kiss several times and... And, you know... Well, then now there's this other girl. And there's a third girl. I was going like, to say, I could have told you looking at the cover, because the cover is the guy and three girls, and I'm like, this is like every show. Like, yeah, girlfriend, girlfriend. But this, it's like, it's going to be four but, girls. At least girlfriend, girlfriend uh, embraces that he's somehow going to have a harem. But here's the problem. This show isn't supposed to be a fucking harem. This show is about mm. him being able to go back in ten, ten years in time and redo his life. And he's doing that. And But it's like, they stopped, they started with like, hardcore like we're gonna make movies and you're gonna learn about art to, to now it's like one of the roommates needs money because he like works <laughs> his life his ass off because his parents don't want him to go to school because he likes i think they were like a doctor or a lawyer or something he's gonna become too smart you can't go to well, school. no they want him to follow in like the family profession and he's like no so you join art school uh. but they won't pay for his tuition so he's having to pay for it so the main character is like, oh, well, let's make a dating sim game. And and meanwhile, like, his fiance, the, the, the guy who needs money, his fiance, who's also his childhood friend, who's also fucking rich, uh, shows up and, like, bugs him. And then he's like, go away. And she's like, fine, I'm leaving. You know what I mean? Go away. I don't need money. She's like trying to seduce him. She's like in a see-through nighty. And he's like, no, you thought. I'm trying to write this Urge script. <laughs> he doesn't say that, but that's what, uh, that's what I said. She's just a, she's just a thirst trap. But, just, yeah, it's just like. It doesn't sound good. It, it started off with a lot of potential. But now it's just like the main character is like, oh, so he talks to a third girl who's on the front of the page and says like, oh man, so-and-so likes me and this other so-and-so seems to like me. 
but you know we're doing our game thing and I don't want to tell one tell them either which way so I think I'll just drag it out and I don't really care for either one of them meanwhile <laughs> he's been kissing and like making out with one of them and like reciprocating her feelings and it's like what do you mean like we've seen you through three episodes now kiss her and like try to kiss her and they do kiss you know what i mean like <laughs> i don't really like either one it's just like fuck me dude like get back to what made this show interesting like i don't give a fuck about the romance aspect and it seems right. like they completely shifted the focus of like someone could redo their career I, i'm interested in someone struggling with my own career i want to see how he remakes his career yeah instead he's getting tricked into a hair exactly <laughs> <laughs> focus on your career focus on yourself focus on your stolen Urge game that you know from 10 years in the future because you're using all your future he's knowledge doing, he's just making a game with his future knowledge basically he's like oh well I guess how could he lose then I guess exactly I mean one of the, one of the first scenes is they had to make a movie and so basically the kid the, the guy he lives with two girls and, and another guy so there's two guys two girls in this share house well Mm-hmm. The girl that he's interested in, or that's interested in him, uh, his name is Shinozaki, and she's like a super famous author, or, or artist in the in the future, and he loves her art. And mm-hmm. then the other person is like a really well, like, uh, like I think he's like a novelist or a, like a game writer. Well, he ends up stealing one of his pitches that he uses in the future that he has saved. That he's like, I've never told anyone about it. How did you get it exactly like I knew? Like, this is weird. And it's like, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's it's weird. Because in the future, I've heard it. <laughs> now, one thing I do find interesting, though, is it seems like, unlike Tokyo Revengers, where there's a way back, and that you see, like, mm-hmm. okay, his consequences, you know, his actions in the past, here's the consequences in the future. Um, or, you know, right. or, you know, like, because this event didn't happen, here's how it plays out in the future leading up to that point. Um, there's nothing like that in Remake Your Life. It's just, he went to sleep, and now he's ten years in the past, and he hasn't woken up. Yeah. You know? I hate that. And it's like... Okay. Here's why I hate it. I'm, I'm gonna make an analogy. Okay. I hate this for the same reason I hate Isekai. Because it's just a lazy way to write this plot with someone that has superior knowledge. So, like, isekai, people with real-world knowledge, go to a fantasy setting. And it's like, I guess that's the easiest explanation, is they died and ended up there. And same with this. People with future knowledge um, end up in the past by, by like, going to bed or whatever, dying. Um, But you can also just write that. Same with the fantasy story. You could think of other ways to write it that don't involve that, like cheat, and which is why I, I give Tokyo Revengers more credit because they're taking the mechanic of going in the past, and there's actually a reason for it to be in the story, right? Because he's able to go forward and back. Whereas this, there's no reason for it to be in the story. It's just a really convenient way to write a character who is like kind of a loser, but with future knowledge, he can be successful. You know? Yeah, because he can do all these crazy things. But to be fair, he doesn't rely on all his knowledge. Like he's actually like. Outside, he thinks he knows because he had the in the first episode he had a job in the games. He's had a couple jobs in the games industry, so he's like, "Oh, I know what I'm doing," and then like quickly realizes, like, "I don't know shit." Like, I may know have some good ideas, or I know that things are going to be successful, 
because of mm-hmm. you know knowledge from my. But I don't know how to make. Yeah, it. exactly. So it is kind of nice, but yeah, it, it still is like he's like the main character. Like, oh, if something goes wrong, you can count on him, and he'll get something done some way or another. And there's also convenient plot characters like. There's a girl that looks like she's 10, and she's the owner of a fucking game company who's like a former student of the college. And she's like, he's like, oh, man, we need to make this game. Can I, can I help have some money or use your assets or, you know what I mean? Like, he's using her to help get this game off the ground. And, you know, she's like, oh, sure, no problem. But I get a cut of the, if it sells well, I get a cut and blah, 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 blah. And, like. You know what I mean? Like, there's a character in their club that makes really good background, uh, you know, photos for the Mm -hmm. game. And he's like, oh, we can use him. And it's, you know, it's a little too convenient, but it's like, okay, whatever. You're not watching anime because you want to be like, (laughs) the realism, the realism. But yeah, it's, right. uh, all in all, it's still a fun show. It's just, it feels like the the story is just dragging and it's straying away from what made it interesting in the early part of the anime. Like, I already, I feel like we've already, we've already climaxed the, you know, we've already peaked at the, as the anime went. Like, like, cool, you show us what you had and... Uh, you've, you've, you've still got six more episodes? Oh, that's that's great. No, bummer. Yeah, shit. <laughs> Romance draw out for more content. Basically. Okay, but is... is That one doesn't sound worth watching to me, but is Girlfriend Girlfriend still good? That is also starting to get day. fucking dragging. Oh, so no. it's been fun. I haven't continued. I'm like, I'm going to let Rob tell me if it's still good. It's still it wasn't as funny as Aho Girl, so I'm still scared to continue but it wasn't terrible the first so two. they introduced milica who's a big boob blonde youtuber and mm-hmm. literally they ca- she catches them eating lunch in like a gym closet because they want to get away from Because everyone goes to the same school yes, of course that too. The streamer and but the streamer girl YouTuber. catches milica catches them right and she quickly figures out like what the fuck you're dating both these girls? And then she's like, okay, I want you to date me too. And then it's, the joke <laughs> is like the main character, Noya, being like, I possibly can't be. I'm a two-timing asshole. I can't three-time and have a three-way with you. I care for, <laughs> you know, it's still funny. But now we're three episodes in since she was introduced. Like, Two episodes, she fucking camped in his backyard, buying stuff off Amazon, like a tent and a shower and a barbecue pit. Uh, and, using her streaming money. Yeah, her using her streaming, streaming money, money. exactly. <laughs> and then it's like, she makes a video of her doing push-ups and her boobs have to be in the... She's like, oh shit, my boobs gotta be... To get more money. Yeah. But, you know, and it's just like... I do like they're making fun of yeah, that. Yes. But what game does she play normally? It's some, like, mobile game that everyone plays. Uh, gross. Yeah, gross. A gotcha game. Something like that. It's like a shooter, or at least the one they were oh, okay. the one they were showing. But mobile PUBG. Basically, <laughs> she made it big. It's. Oh, I want to sneeze. Oh, okay, or not. Honestly, it just made me want to watch Aho Girl for a third time because that show is hilarious. There you go. Maybe it's better. Like it just feels like ever since they introduced Milica, they haven't been able to figure out 
Because now it's just... Isn't there going to be a fourth girl? Because this is just Well, the that's the one. thing. We're up to episode... Uh, 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 we just finished episode seven. So we're up to episode eight. There's still the friend, the gray-haired girl, who's just always mm-hmm. kind of there, but she's not in the... She's not in the story in any sense. She's just a background character that hangs out with Saki. Weird. Yeah, she's on the cover, and they like even hinted in the first two episodes that she liked. Yeah, guy. even in the even in the uh the closing, they have her like messaging him, and like there's a shot where they all like send him. Maybe they'll play a school uh, play a school days, and she'll murder maybe uh, the red haired girl and take her place. There you go. But murder Saki Saki. Oh no! For some reason, her name's the same twice. I, I like Saki. But uh, mm-hmm. but no, like it was like this episode was kind of funny but creepy. Like, uh, they <laughs> they uh, they said that uh, so Milka keeps asking, like, wants to be with him, and finally they're like, we gotta lie to Noya. So they're like, uh, Saki's like, women can go into heat, and they will fuck anything. That they can, because they're in heat. And Noya's like, oh my god, I had no idea. <laughs> and then he's like, oh my god, I'm sorry. I'll help. If you need any help, I'll help you. How did I not notice this? <laughs> How have I not known that about women yes. and only cats? Yes. And, uh, yeah, I think there's some funny stuff. Like, he thinks that Saki is lonely. So, like, he forces her to sit on his lap during class. The entire time he's like, and he's got his arms wrapped around her the whole time, and the teacher's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And she's like, "I'm sorry, but Saki's really lonely. Ignore us." <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "God damn it, this fucking sucks." But she's like, "I can't get Milika to be close to, to Noya, so this is what I have to do." Hmm. Huh. Yeah, it's kind of dragging. And it still sounds fun. But... It's fun, but I think it'd be more fun if I wasn't watching it week to week. Like at first, it was fun, but now that I'm like, it's, you know, it's been seven weeks. It's just kind of like, cool. What? What? What's the bigger story? What's the point? There is no bigger story. No, That's the problem with with subverting the harem trope, or like it, it recognizing it within the show. You know, breaking the fourth wall. Um, they've basically locked themselves into being that because with a normal harem show, you think someone might win eventually, but he's already set in stone that he wants to continuously date all of them. So, uh, I think by definition, it can't go anywhere, which might be what it's suffering from. Oh, sorry. Episode eight, uh, aired, not seven. Uh, but yeah, so we got three Mm. more episodes left and it's like, dude, the show's almost over. Probably nothing will happen. They'll probably admit that the friend likes him too, and then the show will end. Probably. You'll have to have a three-way. He'll be a three-timing. I mean, Aho Girl goes nowhere, but it's hilarious, and the characters are great. Uh, The characters are great in this too, and I also thought the voice acting was Yeah, the voice acting is really fun, yeah. Mm -hmm. It keeps it up. I love Saki's over-the-top, like, angry and... And yeah, mm-hmm. like, that's always fun. And her, yeah, and her just over the top delivery. Like the voice acting's top notch. I love it. Mm-hmm. So that might be enough. Yeah, I mean, it might be locked and unable to go anywhere. But if you have good characters that are acted well, it might just carry the show enough. Yeah. Anything else you're watching, or is that about it? I mean, I'd say. Oh no, I do have one show I'm watching okay. that I can talk Hell about. Hell yeah. 
because I'm going to watch more Girlfriend, Girlfriend. The other one I told you was super boring. Now, for the show that's even worse than Sunny Boy, but I'm still watching it. It's called Battle in Five Seconds. And then I'm like, okay, are they going to have really quick battles? I just wanted to watch an action show, and that was yeah. that was on the list. Um, so I'm like, <laughs> well, what, what do you think that means? Uh, what it actually means is they get transported to this other world. They all get powers, um, and then they get handcuffs. And then when they encounter someone, you have five seconds until it unlocks and you get to fight them. <laughs> so I was really hoping for something cooler, like they had to battle in five seconds or something crazy. But no, it actually is just like a brief countdown before they fight. Um, but the show's terrible. It's so bad. The animation's bad. The voice acting's flat. Uh, the action scenes either don't exist or are really boring. <laughs> um, I mean, it just sounds like I hate anime in general recently, but I, I swear there's still some shows I enjoy. It's just really, really bad. And I think it's bad than worse than most people expected because it has pretty bad... Five seconds. What is it? But basically, the main character has a really cool power that could be written interesting, but it isn't. His power is uh, his power becomes whatever someone thinks it is. So he has to trick people into thinking he has a power that's useful, essentially, during the fight, uh, which could be really cool mind games, right? You could set up a protagonist like Lelouch or something, a really clever person. Um, but no, they talk about him being a gamer and being really clever in, in, before he went here. I think they died to get here, but they haven't revealed that yet, although it seems pretty obvious. Um, but he never outthinks anyone, and he never has any monologue, and he just does the fight, and then they're like, oh shit, you have X power? And he's like, oh, I wasn't gonna tell you, but because you guessed it. And it's like he didn't even trick them into thinking it. It's like they just wrote the, the enemies to just admit what power he had that was convenient without any mind games or thriller. It's, it's like they took a thriller and took and wrote it, and then removed all the thrilling parts, and this is the show. It's, ooh, it's really bad. Damn, that sounds awful. There's only one good episode, and I've watched eight so far. I'm going to finish it. It's really bad. Yeah, it's one of those, like, I'm this far deep, I might as well just fucking finish it. Mm Mm-hmm. I just want to see if anything ever happens. And, and like, there's not even any fighting in my battle show. You know how many fights there's been? Two. What? Out of eight episodes. That's the whole purpose, though, isn't it? uh Uh-huh. Yep, I've counted the total runtime of fighting 17 minutes in eight episodes. What do they do in the remaining episodes? Like, is there friends? They talk. What? No. Well, he has, like, one friend, but they, they just kind of chat. And there's a villain, but she never has any screen time. Um, so you don't know what she's thinking, so they don't even spend it on that. Now, it's basically the main guy being like, uh, I gotta make sure I'm winning. Um, I should talk to this girl because maybe a girl will like me because she's a girl. And then I'll win her to my side. And then, like, never comes up with a plan, never does anything interesting, and then just they walk around. It, it's truly a show about nothing. <laughs> There's one good episode, and that's the main girl character, Yuri. And she has, like, a, a tragic backstory um, of, like, standing up for this abused girl. And then she got her ass beat because of it. Um, and then, like, she gets the power where she gets, like, her power says that you can quintuple your physical abilities, so she gets like really strong and fast. Okay. Um, and then that, that was about it. I mean, there's not even anything interesting enough to share, but that that was the best part is that she had like a tragic backstory because she's the only character with a backstory of of something happening before they ended up there. 
Um, so yeah, eight episodes of nothing. Somehow it has a 70% overall on any list. I don't know who's giving it a good rating. Honestly, right now, it's so bad. It's not as bad as Afro Samurai, my least favorite anime of all time. Oh, that's a hot but take right there, boy. It is a hot take. Some people really like it. It was vulgar and stupid to me. I don't know. But I would give it like a three. And I would give Sunny Boy a higher rating. Wow. Sunny Boy is really boring. But at least it like is still not a show I'm sure where it's going. Where this is should just be an action show. They're almost done. And it's still as boring as Sunny Boy. With no with no action. At least Sunny Boy didn't tell me it was an action show. Dang. So yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm just gonna have like two shows I give a three or a four this season and nothing Damn. else. Damn. Damn. It is it is bad. That sounds terrible. That sucks you're, fan- you're having shitty anime to watch, but, uh... How yeah, no wonder I can't your... get into anything. Yeah, no shit, right? How long's your backlog? Oh, big. Yeah, I was looking at that. I was looking at my plan to watch, and it's like 50 shows, so maybe oh, I should God. watch something else. I did download Monster, because everyone tells me that that's the oh, thriller anime to watch. that's a good show. I because... never finished it. I got to, like, episode 75. I've reviewed the first, like, 50 show- episodes, remember? Mm-hmm. And then I just never got back into it. It was so good, though. Yeah, so I downloaded all of that. And I, I want to watch that, because everyone's like, well, Death Note is the one everyone talks about, but Monster's like the more thinker of a thriller show. Um, and it sounds really exciting to me. So maybe it I'll watch all is. of that. Mm. But the show I'm going to review is Gunsmith Cats. Aw, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so the reason I watched this is I'm pretty sure you showed me the opening. Is that correct? Someone showed me the opening. Maybe? I don't remember, to be honest. Someone showed me the badass opening. And we'll have to put a link to it in the show notes or something. But basically, it's the James Bond opening of anime with two girls. And it's called Gunsmith Cats, but they're not cat girls. So I don't, they never explain that. So we're, we're, you're never going to find out why they're called that. Um, well, I, I guess there's a reason we'll get to. But it's with a Shelby, it's not a Cobra, but some Shelby Mustang, I think. With the blue and the white stripes and just like tons of guns in the opening and tons of... The show is from the 80s. Uh, not or quite. Early 90s. The manga's from it? the 80s. The manga's from the 80s. The show's from 95. That's it. Um, Yeah, so it's it's a little dated, but it still looks good. Yeah. Uh, but the opening's just so cool, and it reminds me a lot of Cowboy Bebop. And it has, like, uh, jazz music with a lot of saxophone and lots of solid colors and lots of, like, lens effects and, you know, like, barrel zoom in, like James Bond openings, like I mentioned. Um, so it's, it's just a very stylish opening, and I'm like, I gotta watch this. What is it about? Uh, other than guns and cool cards, and that's probably enough. So it's it's it's, it's mid nineties anime, or probably that time came in the. Did it air during ninety five? Mm-hmm. Come out, okay. I mean, that's kind of past, I would think, or maybe just about, where it's just like, yeah, because dude, everything early nineties, like late eighties, early nineties, was like over the top, like guns, girls, gore, not yeah. for kids, Whoa. Think, badass I think, guys. I think it's kind of supposed to be the same vein as that. 
I mean, the number one recommended show on its page is Dirty Pair, which you've talked about. Which I've talked about. I, when I and it is from actually. the 80s, like this one, because yes. the manga is from the 80s. So I think it's very much that type of show. The synopsis for this show is in the dangerous suburbs of Chicago. I love that the suburb the suburbs are dangerous. Yeah, everyone is dangerous in nineties Chicago, I guess, or eighties. Dude, Chicago. everything's dangerous now in Chicago. Dude, there's like shootings of like, oh, fifty people got shot. Seven died yesterday. Like every fucking weekend. There's like is it like, hey, let's we're so happy it's the weekend, let's shoot at things. Yeah. I don't know. Chicago. Yeah, I had a friend who insane. lived in Chicago, and I like routinely on them or play games with them on Discord, and I would hear gunshots in the background. Jesus. Yeah, and he was never at risk because he made a lot of money and was in like a high-rise apartment in the city. But like, yeah, you could hear gunshots like almost every weekend, which is absurd. Oh God, that's I mean, that's sad. Yeah, it's Chicago, sad and how mentally it, taxing. Yeah, I mean, I used to live where I lived in Charlotte when I first moved here. We had gunshots. There's, 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 there's an episode. I don't remember which one it was, but it's in the episode. I we were mm. recording a podcast, not me and Zoldar, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, pop, 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 pop. What the fuck? Jeez. Yeah, we heard gunshots all the time over there. Huh. It's, it's wild, man. Put your guns down. Pick some anime. This is actually the third highest rated show of 1995. Really? Wait, I was going to say, what's what's the one one and two? Uh, Let's see. Oh, sorry Uh, for asking your question. Golden Boy and Ranma One Half Super. What? I have watched both. Well, I haven't watched all of Ranma One Half, but uh, I love Ranma One Half. Yeah, this is it's the OVA. A million episode. Ranma one half super. Three episodes. Oh, okay. And then Golden Boy beat it. And then Gunsmith Cats was the second most popular. Was Golden and only, Boy? And only I think Golden it Boy is. beat it. Is Golden Boy is that what I think it is? Hold on, let me look. Golden Boy. A comedy fan service show. Yes! This show yeah. kicked ass. I still haven't seen it. Dude, it's one of those shows that's just wild and you've gotta watch. I'm trying I'm looking on our review index. Bonsaibeat.com front slash reviews. I don't think I talked about it. I just remember I watched though because I found the dub of it and it's short. Uh, mm. I, nope, I have never talked about Golden Boy. It's just one of those OVAs that's just wild. It's a great show. Oh my god, I'm, I'm, I found out so much I didn't know. <laughs> Just now. You, About what? Okay, so context that I never knew, though I watched the show. There's a parent show for Gunsmith Cats called Riding Bean. What? You've never seen Riding? Oh, my God. We've talked about Riding Bean before. What? I Why wasn't it mentioned when I said I was watching Gunsmith? This, that's I don't know. No, 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 no. I had never seen Riding Bean. I wanted to see Riding Bean. But I've shown you, like, the cover. And I know I've mentioned it before. Okay, well, Riding Bean is the parent show, and Rally Vincent is his partner, and they're uh, couriers for hire, transferring clients and goods in his custom sports car for a hefty price. Uh, And then they're framed for kidnapping. I guess it's kind of like the Transporter movie. But either way, (laughs) 
<laughs> so Gunsmith Cats is a spinoff, apparently. Now I have to watch Riding Bean. We do, you know, um, we both should. I was wondering how I was supposed to know who Rally Vincent was. The first episode starts like you're supposed to know who she is. Um, I didn't. Okay, so it's only three episodes. It's 30 minutes each, and it follows Rally Vincent and her partner, Minnie Mae. Um, Minnie Mae likes to bomb stuff. She has infinite explosives, and Rally Vincent uses guns and drives the car. As one and does. they allude to like her past job, which I am like, I don't know what the fuck that is. Why is that in the show? And now it kind of makes sense. Her past job was with, <laughs> with, everything's starting to click now. Yeah, with riding bean. Like shit. Um, so that makes sense. But in this show, she owns a gun shop, and the plot is she wants to sell her guns, but soon there's two anti-gun. There's an anti-gun legislator and like a pro-gun legislator. It's America. And it's America yeah, in the 80s, it's in the I dangerous, guess. It's in the dangerous suburbs of Chicago. Right. I think they're running for mayor of Chicago or something. But either way, they're two politicians. And basically, they're opposed to each other with guns. And then they think the anti-gun one's going to win. So she's like, well, I won't be able to sell my guns if that one wins. Um, boo-hoo. And that's like the first episode. But then at the end of the first episode, the ATF agent william collins everyone has very american names i like it other than rally i don't know anyone named rally but but either way william collins comes there and he's like i need your help and she's like what do you what do you mean we run a gun shop um and he's like i need you to go investigate these gun smugglers because they'll trust you since you run a gun shop and you deal with criminal people sometimes and we want to bust them because it's part of what is the man's name Mm, doesn't matter oh walter walter's like the guy running that's anti-gun and he's like if you help us clean up the streets when the anti-gun legislation comes out we'll give you a permit to still sell your guns which is also very hypocritical and american i'm like yep if you're on the inside of the political party you won't be restricted by the law but either way no uh, that sounds pretty american right yeah the right people it's like ah fuck the law That's what I was saying, so I'm like, okay, so she's going to help the anti-gun legislator win and clean up the streets because uh, she'll still get to run her shop. So she does that, and it's successful. And then that the first episode ends, and it's fun because, like, the action scenes are good. Um, They still have the very much 90s and 80s anime where, like, if it's a woman character, they have to be sexualized. She's not overly sexy, but there's one part in the first episode where, like, a crane swings by. This, like, thug is piloting a crane and instead of like knocking her off a balcony it like catches the edge of her shirt and like rips off her shirt so she's just in her bra and i'm like really a a 10 ton construction equipment hits her and it just takes off the front of her shirt (laughs) because she's a woman yeah you know if it was a guy (laughs) character they would have been blasted off of the ledge but she's like oh my boobs are out um uh, so it's plenty of that but I mean, really, this it was pretty good action because she slides around on the ground shooting people and stuff. And then she solves the crime. But then at the beginning of episode two, I guess I'm just giving away the whole plot for my review because it's so short. Um, but episode two, they find out that the person they busted off the street and is holding in a safe house is going to be killed by someone who doesn't want him to talk. Um, so then they're like solving the mystery of who that is. And then at the end of episode two, there's a Russian, what do they say, ex-Soviet, they don't even say KGB, but it's like ex-Soviet special force agent, Natasha Radanov. And 
she looks absurd. She's the only one that looks like an anime character, which is kind of funny because she's the Russian. She has like orange and green hair and it's super spiky and she's just like huge as fuck and wears a giant coat. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> everyone else just kind of looks like an, a normal person by anime standards, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. No, I'm um, looking at the, I'm looking at the, uh, on uh, my anime list, I have pictures of all the characters and yeah, mm-hmm. they're all pretty subdued. I mean, this is 95, so we haven't gotten right. into like the crazy, these aren't shoujo, these aren't drawn like the shoujo 90s characters with the huge eyes per se and over the top. Right. I don't know. I don't know if Riley's supposed to be black, but she's definitely very dark skinned. She's very tan. Um, I mean, that's not necessarily important other than it takes place in America. And I feel like when that happens in anime, especially in Chicago, it wouldn't make sense for them to include a black character. But um, they never they never comment like, oh, you're black, clearly, or something, which is probably good. Although plenty of 90s shows did that, too. Um, But either way, the Russian person looks absurd. Um, Ah, She's actually kind of normal. Although she looks kind of like she looks kind of like Neo in The Matrix. Yeah, I mean, she just. Kind of looks like a mange because she's supposed yeah. to be like very burly and, and tough. Um, yeah. But her hair is absurd because it's orange and green and everyone else has normal hair colors. So that's why I'm like, why does the Russian person look the most anime? Why would a Russian person have orange and green hair? Known as the Bloody Pierce. The Bloody Pierce. What's funny is <laughs> they don't even like call her that in the show. They they allude to her technique, the Bloody Pierce. She has like a spring-loaded knife that she like shoots out at people into them. <laughs> <laughs> and she uses it in the last fight too, and it's go go gadget knife. It. Yeah, she, no, she has a lot of cool stuff. She has like a weird silenced gun that she like pumps up with like an air compressor <laughs> to fire it because there's no explosion. She has some high tech shit. Um, but the highlight of the show for me was the car, and they have a very good chase scene at the end of episode two. It's like ten minutes. It's probably one of the longest like car chase scenes I've seen in anime where. Minnie Mae, the explosives expert, is captured by Natasha, and Raleigh's trying to get her back. And they have, like, a shootout in the cars, and Minnie Mae blows up the Russians, like, back window to jump out of it and stuff. Um, And then they run the Russian off the bridge into the water and think she's dead. But then episode three, she's not dead, and they have to fight her. Um, And it's, it's just good. And I also like the commentary it makes about politicians and stuff, because it's revealed later. Spoiler that the anti-gun legislator was the crooked one and he hired the Russian and he hires all the imports of guns and he wants to ban them because his black market guns are going to sell for a ton once he gets legal guns banned. Um, So the person they ended up helping with the ATF agent, they eventually have to go find and convict and stuff. But it was cool. It was rally and mini year fun. And uh, despite falling for like the 90s tropes of sexualizing them, they do a good job of making them the heroine and they're both like very close friends and they joke around even while like the fighting people with guns um so it, it was just fun it was a refreshing show now i kind of watch want to watch riding bean because it is just like the absurd spy action that i want because i always thought spy action movies are goofy and i like how this embraces some of that you'll be happy to know it's only 46 episodes 46 minutes and it's only one episode. Like 46 episodes <laughs> like, fuck <laughs> No wonder I don't know who Rally is. She lived an entire life. Um, but it's fun, and it's so stylish, too, I guess, is a good summary of it in general. Like, the manga pages, you can see some of the stylish art and the intro. Everyone should watch the Gunsmith Cats intro, because it's just very cool, very jazzy and colorful. It's simple, but fun. 
Everything's so complex now in anime openings. It's just they're trying to oh, wow oh, you anime with their best animations, and it's a thousand cutscenes, and they're all the same. Yeah, you're right. Oh, there's all the um, walking. De- depending on the genre, it's all the same. Like, yeah, slice of life is walking. Uh, action is people sitting with their weapons on the ground moodily. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like this one's so fun and unique, and I guess it's it's clearly an homage to stuff like James Bond, but it's unique for anime. And it's just a lot of fun. Nice. What would you give it? Uh, I'd give it a seven. Hell yeah. It was just, it was fun all around. And it's like clearly not an amazing plot. Um, But there's really, there's really no flaw with the show. There's never a part where I was like, that doesn't make sense. Or that was boring. Um, So I can confidently give it a seven. Awesome. I would watch more. If, if I would be excited if tomorrow they announced that like, Gunsmith Cats is coming back for a 20-year anniversary episode or something, and I'd be like, hell yeah, I'd definitely watch more Gunsmith Cats with more modern driving and shooting. Hell yeah, more modern camera uh, action. Yeah, more, more modern stylistic opening. I'd be really excited, so yeah, seven. Hell yeah. All right, awesome. Yeah. All right. I'm going to review Citrus. Uh, Citrus is uh, aired in like 2018. It's a show I started and then kind of just dropped. And then I finally just kind of picked up again. Like a lot of the anime I've been watching lately, it seems like. Citrus is based on a manga by the same name. It's a Yuri romance anime, which is very popular in Japan for the genre. But beyond that, it's really not known outside of that genre so it didn't really do it didn't light the world on fire mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it focuses on two female main characters Yuzu and Mei Yuzu's mother got married and her new husband has a sister or a daughter excuse me uh, the new husband has a daughter so that's now her sister or stepsister Mei so now Yuzu and Mei are now stepsisters Yuzu is a girl into fashion trends, has blonde hair, and talks a big game, but absolutely knows nothing about love or sex or anything. May, on the other hand, is monotone and is the president of the student council that's named after her family's last name, Ashura Academy. So, like, it's funny. They make this big deal, like, oh, she became she became the student council president in her first year. Well, it's like, no shit kind of fucking the deck is stacked yeah. <laughs> the school's named after her and she somehow went on to a position of, of importance yeah like oh your grandfather's the head of the school oh who wouldn't be student council president <laughs> right they'd probably but, kick uh, her out of the family if she didn't exactly uh, but she strives to be nothing but the best and to live up to her grandfather's expectations and standards May has been living with her grandfather, who was the chairman of the academy, but now lives with Yuzu and her new stepmother. No, be quiet. No. Get out of here. <laughs> it's funny, Sorry, my, my cat's outside the door, too. My cat is like, hey, I want to jump up on the desk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Do you hear my cat? Yes. <laughs> yeah, Steven is meowing. He wants to come in. Yeah, Hachi wants on the desk. Cause he's gonna jump up here, knock into the Yeah, god damn it, see? He's gonna jump up here, so he's gonna knock into the microphone. 
Okay, that's what we do without him. I'm gonna I let my cat in. He, he won't Hell be as yeah. noisy if he's in. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> What's the matter? You have kibble upstairs. Yeah. Get out of my french fries, cat. <laughs> For a cat who does not like people food, he sure likes people food lately. Mm. All right. That's why it's right. your food. Cat talk is now over. Yeah. Yeah, he seems content. Gunsmith now, cats like, and now real yeah, cats. Now real cats. Oh, and also the shop is called Gunsmith Cats. Forgot that detail. That's probably why it's named that. But I expected <laughs> them to be cats, and there was no cats or cat There's girls no cat in the or show. Cat girls. No. I don't know why the shop was called that, honestly. That's a silly name. So May had been living with her grandfather, who is the chairman of the academy, but now lives with Yuzu and her new stepmother. Her father is pretty much out of the picture. He's a professor of some kind, who conveniently goes across the world to teach other kids things, and is constantly gone. Convenient anime hell? parents. Yeah, exactly. Who the hell marries someone, then bounces, leaving you to take care of two teenage girls by yourself? And uh, by the someone way, someone who's got to go teach someone. I don't know. <laughs> apparently, and they're both uh, first-year high school students. <clears throat> so on Yuzu's first day, she finds that she's going to an all-girls academy, and she gets reprimanded by the president and vice president for not dressing correctly, wearing makeup and not wearing her ribbon right, and you know, just she gets to wear all the different things. Compared Are you not to aware else. allowed to wear makeup? Apparently not. Weird. She even finds out that the president is seeing a teacher as she catches them kissing. But when she the gets old man? Home, nah, not an old man. Like a 30-year-old teacher. Oh, I, I thought the old man was the president of the school, the grandpa. Is he just the founder of the school? No, nah, he's just uh, he's just her grandfather. But, uh, some oh, the other girl's grandfather or whatever. Yeah, May's grandfather is... Uh, I thought we were talking about the girl that the school was <laughs> named after. I'm like... The no, that is. Yeah, that's, that's May. Yeah, uh, that's May. May is seeing a teacher who's, like, engaged to a teacher. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. But, but at this point, they don't know that they're stepsisters yet. So what do you think what happens when Yuzu goes home? Ah, uh, who shows uh, up? May's there. But May the president. Aw, man. Yeah, why pretty dumb trope. Yeah, why isn't the president in my why house? Why is the president in my house? Oh, <laughs> by the way, you have a new stepsister. Aw. I hate that trope where both parents make a big life choice, but nah, let's not talk to our kids about it. Reminds me a lot of Marmalade Boy, where the parents just switch who they're married to, and they just drop it on the kids like, so yeah, this is your new life. You have a new stepbrother. All right, yeah, kids, crazy. bye. Like, if someone was going to remarry, you wouldn't have heard that they have a daughter the exact same age as you at some point, or even met them. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay. Surprise. I was dating someone you know nothing about, but they actually have someone the same age as you and their family. Yes. At Anime. Least <laughs> at least their parents are alive and exist yes, in the show they're exactly. doing better than most anime 
At least in Citrus, the mother is actually caring and is around and actually gives a shit about May. Although by the second or third episode, when May is trying to figure out where to stay, uh, her mother is devil. Oh yeah, so May, because Yuzu does like pull some shit at school, like the grandfather's like, oh, clearly you're not fit to live with them. So come live back with me. The mother is like so devastated. Like they've just ripped her biological, biological child away. And she's like crying and like, He's well, like that's nice of her. Herself. She should care about her new family member. <laughs> yes. But it's like, they've barely known each other. Mm-hmm. Calm the fuck down, lady. Well, maybe they know each other for a long time, but the sisters did not know each other because their parents kept everything from them. Yes, because that's just how life works. Mm-hmm. Parents either don't <laughs> exist or they control everything. There's no in-between. <laughs> so May is trying to figure out where to stay with her mother. It's devastated. And, uh... So, and the girl she barely knows is now gone. Anyway, I said this was a romance anime. And as the killers say, it started out with a kiss. How did it end up like this? <laughs> well, it was unwanted kissing. And that's how it started. Let me get this. this. Oh, so, God. Yuzu asks Mei about the kiss that she was having with the teacher. Asking what it was like. So... Instead of, you know, explaining things, May pushes Yuzu down onto her bed and gives her a deep, passionate kiss. Yuzu is shocked and confused as she had never kissed anyone before and is more put off that it happened out of the blue. And also didn't consent. Yeah, that too. It felt kind of (laughs) rapey. Which is like a fun fact. Yes. Um, But then the feelings, their feelings start to come out as Yuzu, Yuzu struggles with the, but we're stepsisters, but I think I love her, and it's frustrating. Oh my God, why does she love her? And it's I love her negligence for consent. I love yes. this woman. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the show painted it as like oh, it was so surprising, and that's why she was shocked and stuff. And she talks a big game, but she's inexperienced and stuff. But like, there's a good reason to be shocked, as in. It was completely unwarranted. <laughs> yeah. But, but all right. But yeah, so it's like she went from like, hey, we're stepsisters. We can't be doing that. Or, hey, but I think I love her. And it's frustrating because they just met. How are you supposed to act like a family when you don't know the, the other person? Kiss them without yes, consent. <laughs> exactly. The series is 12 episodes, and it's pretty much broken into tiny arcs. We learn a lot about May and how she's pretty much broken. And she's not, and not having a fa- father figure around, and her mother is never mentioned. So maybe she's dead. I don't know. She's never brought up. Mm. Uh, but it really fucked her up to the point where she feels like she's needed no matter what, and the, she only seems to offer herself to Yuzu to make her happy, to feel like she's needed. Mm-hmm. When her father does return briefly for an episode or two, uh. I was in the episodes were maybe like three days long. They managed to wrap up her daddy issues. It was weird. all in three episodes. Yes, <laughs> no longer has daddy issues. <clears throat> in like two episodes. Yeah. We then spend the rest of the series of will they or won't they figure out their feelings, but with hurdles thrown in. A lot of the plot elements are super predictable from a mile away, and every episode contains at least one kissing scene. 
what it boils down to is Yuzu not understanding her feelings, figuring out how she feels for Mei, and how to treat the situation. As Mei jumps between wanting to be with Yuzu, but then giving her a cold shoulder and saying like, and getting angry with her, saying, we need to act like stepsisters. With Yuzu, mm. the, uh, with Yuzu, if they get to a point and Yuzu says stop, uh, as they tend to get hot and heavy, and then it starts to cross a line. Like, they'll kiss, but then like, if May starts unbuttoning her shirt, or like, unbuttoning her pants, Yuzu would be like, no, stop, that's enough. Yuzu's confused because she knows that they are sisters, but she figures out that she has feelings for May, but can't ever seem to figure out what May wants or needs. And she fights with the should we just be stepsisters? Should we be more than that? And then May's reactions always end up putting her off as well. Like I said, like one minute May will be like, yeah, DTF. And then the next minute she's like, fuck you. Get off me. So it's very confusing for her. Like I right. said, there's a lot. There's at least one kiss per episode. Plus the intro had like two of them. But it felt weird. It was like a quota that had to be filled. Because there'd be times where Yuzu would kiss Mei unprovoked. That's because they know how they're marketing it. <laughs> That's the thing. So they would do it unprovoked or vice versa. And at first, I get it. They both are trying to figure out what makes the other one happy. And they both like kissing. They're like, hey, this isn't so bad. But being close at the same time, they might be end up fighting or like wrestling with their thoughts of each other. And we only hear like Yuzu's thoughts and perspective on things. Like you get that inner monologue. Mm. But you don't hear from May's side. Who's probably the more interesting or more complex. Yeah, it definitely is. I really felt uh, felt like the kiss per episode was a bit much because some of it didn't feel natural and just seemed like they're, uh, like it had to be there. But other times, it felt like they should be there. But, I, I, but I don't know much about Yuri. So, from a viewer's perspective, I couldn't tell if they were trying to be serious and tell a serious story or if this was supposed to be like obligatory fan service. In, like, every episode. Mm. Like, and he had to appease the viewer. Like, this is what frustrated me about the show. Like, setting aside, like, the stepsister angle and all that, like, they're telling a same-sex story. And they do touch on, like, Yuzu questioning her sexuality, being, like, the first day she's there, or, like, the second day she's there, she asks her friend, like, hey... You know, we're an all-girls school, and there's a lot of girls, like, holding hands and, you know, backing coupley. And she goes, like, you know, hey, this is, you know, this is a big deal. Like, and the base, her friend is basically, like, well, I mean, they're, cur- you know, they're curious, they're young, and, you know, nothing's set in stone. It's like, you don't have many other options, so you take what you can get. Hmm. But... You know, she even questions herself, like, do I really like girls? You know, because in the very first scene we see her in, she hasn't moved yet to Tokyo. And she's talking with her friends. She's like, oh, yeah, me, my boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. In reality, she doesn't have a boyfriend, you know. Right. And uh, 
So, <clears throat> yeah. But but that would really be like weird. the more serious theme, but then it's hard to tell if they're trying to tell that story about her sexuality. Because it's because like, that's the other thing. It's like, we're watching the Yuri genre. Girl, girl. Mm-hmm. We know what to expect. I'm not watching the show because I want to see girls kiss. I'm watching it to hear the see the story. But it's like, if I want to watch two girls kiss, I go watch hentai. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. there's other outlets for that. And it's like, I, I was very confused. Speaking of fan service, though, setting aside the kissing, there are moments of some hot and heavy scenes, but I find it fun, found it funny that, like, one of the girls would get close, even just a whisper in her ear or lick her neck, and the girl would be, like, gasping for air or a light moan would escape her 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 mouth. Mm-hmm. And, like, the slightest touch is, like, the most arousing thing in the world. It was it was really weird. You probably have, wouldn't have to worry if you're into girls if if they could whisper in your ear and <laughs> it brings you to orgasm. <laughs> Do I like women? No, I just really like whispering. Um, How are you doing today? Oh yes, senpai. <laughs> I mean, it sounds other. I was reading some of the threads about it, and other people seem to have the same problem I, I have without even watching it. So someone is complaining for the opposite. It, because the show has the rape tag. And it says, rape tag should be removed, replaced with something more accurate. And then there's lots of people arguing my point, where it's like, it's not penetration, but it's not consensual. She pushed her down and kissed her. Um, like three times. Else, like two said, or three times before they were like, okay, I don't mind this. Someone said the girl's making a good effort to get assaulted for the sake of being romantic in a show. <laughs> Which... <laughs> I mean, I find that disagreeable because it, I mean, it prevents the story from becoming certain things. It prevents it from being like a wholesome romance thing where she realizes mm-hmm. she's interested in her sister because um, rightfully she's confused. She didn't choose any of these actions. May is choosing it for her. Yes. And for the show to tell a convincing story, they better give me much more of May's dialogue and monologue other than the person being manipulated because I want to know why it's happening. I yeah, it's I don't yeah. I don't like how it's been discussed thus far and I don't like the conditions for the love triangle to exist as both stepsister and non-consensual on one half. So, I don't know. So, beyond the fan service, it seems tame compared to other fan service heavy shows. There are mm. no upskirt panty shots. There's no there's a little skin shown, but it's usually like in the bath where the character is facing away from the camera and the camera is pulled really far back, but nothing is shown like in your face. There's no implied sex. Like Scum's Wish has a a lot of what you could call fan service, um, but they use it correctly and there's consent. Gotta love it. (laughs) Put the consent stuff Scum's Wish is great. Yeah. Oh yeah, Scum's Wish is amazing. Scum's Wish Um, is, yeah, a lot more you could say fan service because they do have implied sex at almost every episode, so... Yeah. Um, I watched the Funimation dub of the show. The voice acting is always really good. And I didn't mind any of the voices of the characters. They all seem to be good fits for the characters. Overall, I did like the show. It starts off interesting and is always fast-paced. But by about episode 5 or 6, it starts to lose its pacing. And you start figuring out the formula for the show. And by episodes 10 through 12, the plot twists and things that of, of that nature that was so easy to read um, and that they were happening, I wasn't shocked or surprised. 
And it mm. was just like, they got to the end, and it was just like wanting to end, but, you know, they hadn't got all 12 episodes. So they're like, shit, we need to stretch it out. Let's throw another plot twist in. Uh, right. And it felt like by the end, it was just like, fuck, wrap it up. We know the conclusion. Just get to it already. The art was decent, uh, but a lot of times there was minimal details for backgrounds, and a lot of areas were empty, except for the characters that needed to be on screen. For example, there's a scene in a train station where Mei and Yuzu are seeing Mei's father off. Nobody is on the train, or even on the platform, or anything. It wasn't even, like, super late. It was, like, 6.45 p.m. <laughs> Otherwise, the characters are good and seemingly good, although uh, I couldn't help but laugh at a goof they left off in episode 12. The girls are at a shrine, and Yuzu is chasing after Mei, and she runs back to this couple, and then the scene actually repeats again, and then, so like, they loop the scene, and it's not natural at all. Like, Hmm. they have this run shot, and you see this couple, and then they loop that same run shot of, of again. And then, all of a sudden, in the next scene, um, also in the same scene, we pretty much see nothing. No one's around. But as, May, as Yuzu's trying to catch up to her, as if a train had suddenly appeared and a large group of people were getting off of the train, that kind of crowd. Uh, <laughs> she's running over a bridge. And all of a sudden, this, like, crowd of people just show up out of nowhere. But in the previous scene, establishing them running through that same park, there's, like, that one couple. But There's, there's the that next one scene, couple twice, and then there's a million people. Yes, <laughs> and then that's, like, a scene of, like, you know, you get off a train, and they show the character, like, trying to catch up to someone, but they're and so... And they get lost in the crowd. Yeah, that's exactly what happens out of the blue. They get lost in the crowd like, on the bridge, but no one's at a train station. And Arguably it's just like the one most of populated wooden... place in all of Japan is the yeah, train station. And it's just like a little wooden bridge, like a little, like, arch bridge. Like, nothing big. But it's just like <laughs> a train had showed up, and like, All right, arch bridge, get the fuck off! And then all of a sudden, there's a million people. Maybe they like, travel the by fuck? bridge rather than train in this universe. <laughs> yes. That's why they're all playing. like, what the fuck? I laugh so hard. I'm like, where do these people just come from? Oh, man. The show... Uh, the show only adapts four, the first four volumes of the manga. The series aired from January 6th to March 24th, 2018. The manga ended officially at 10 volumes on August 18th, 2018. The series ran from November 2012 to August 2018. So you're only getting 10 volumes. So the series took its damn sweet time. You can Mm. get the complete set in English from Seven Seas. And I almost bought more of the Citrus. They had had, had 5 and 7 and 8. And I was like, ah, I'll think about it. I give the show a 6. I watched all 12 episodes in a three-day span over a few seasons, or a few sessions, and I enjoyed it, but as I started, as I stated earlier, I struggled with the writing on the tropes used. The love at first sight, or the first kiss kind of uh, deal, is really shallow and unrealistic. And just trying to figure out 
what this was was this supposed to be a serious show or was this a show that like is this common through yuri shows a lot right. of what other romance anime does except they get straight to the point of kissing like this is basically a romance show except building up to that first kiss they're like nah skip all that we're gonna go right to kissing right um Overall, you're left trying to figure out if either Yuzu or Mei will figure out their feelings for each other and decide to be together or live as stepsisters. The good news is, you do get a conclusion in the anime. It isn't left, uh, it isn't left open, then there are no, uh, you know, anything kind of like maybe season two. No, it's you get a conclusion, unlike so many anime. Hmm. I also well, that's think good, I'm, at least. yeah. I also think I'm not the right demographic. I'm not that into Yuri. I don't understand the differences between the genre and a typical romance anime, to be honest. I, I ideally, mean, I was, there shouldn't be, in my opinion. I, I agree. Um, outside of the two girls being the same gender, it doesn't really feel like it should be too much thought into being the same sex. <laughs> it should just be a good romance story. And, yes. Uh, it should just be acceptable that uh, uh, it's the same sex couple. <laughs> If that's yes. the most progressive version of the story, at least. The, yeah. the Yuri show I've heard good things about, which is also 2018, is Bloom Into You. I've heard yeah. lots of good reviews about that show. But Citrus, I've never heard anything good about. And I watched the first episode, I'm pretty sure, when it was airing. I think we talked mm -hmm. about it then. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure I just dropped it because it was boring. And now, in hindsight, I would also drop it because it's just thrust on that other girl <laughs> kind of unfairly. And if they don't handle that in a, in a way that at least touches on it I don't think it's responsible um, I think rape is maybe too harsh of a tag but I agree. the non-consensual kiss um, if you're gonna if you're gonna go for that you better make a point in the story to address it um, so I, I just don't think it sounds very good looming to you I've always heard better things about and maybe it's more wholesome mm -hmm. and maybe it explains the character's motives more because it sounds like they spend a ton of time on the confused girl and on not May. on the yeah. complicated girl that knows what she wants, which is the person you would want to know about. <laughs> yeah, they tell the story from Yuzu's perspective, and May is the complex, like, why yeah. is this happening? And we never... We find out, we kind of figure out why, like I said, she's broken, and right. she only sees herself, like, the only way to please someone is with, you know, being sexual, it seems like. Which is weird in itself. Yeah, like, I mean, acceptable. Like I mean, hopefully they tie that into the beginning where she forces herself on that other girl because she's <laughs> she no, sees that not... as appropriate. No, they never address that. Yeah, it's, they tell you, they well, do address it eventually. The show sucks. No, no, no they do They do eventually address it, mm, but it's not okay. for a while. Um, I just want to watch wholesome romance or comedy romance. Give me a wholesome one like Suki Gakure or uh, funny like Toradora yeah. or Surizuri Children. Um, uh, to be fair, I do like some drama. Like, White Album 2 is good, and they don't explain all the characters' motivations because the mystery is good <laughs> in the love triangle, you know? You don't mm -hmm. want everyone's perfect knowledge, or else you don't get side... or like, you know, really, really tricked with the plot twists like the main character does because he doesn't yeah. have perfect information. Um, but White Album 2 is great, and this, I feel yes. like, doesn't explain their characters as well. No. So, yes, the same-sex stuff was talked about from mm. Yuzu's perspective, but... It's like 
if she really liked girls as a start of the episode she said that she really wanted a boyfriend and seemed to be straight but at the same time for may she was engaged to a teacher who was a guy but the engagement just seems like it didn't it didn't matter but there were no various discussions around yuzu really questioning her sexuality too deeply it was mentioned but kind of forgotten about i would love mm-hmm. to hear from someone who is more in the know regarding yuri genre as i'd be interested in understanding it better as maybe i missed key details or something overall that it's like the yuri genre like why would they go deep into sexuality of the main characters as the genre is already aimed at you know girls love and mm. if you're watching or reading it you already know what you're getting. This isn't like some shock, like, what? Right. Oh, I the Girls I are kissing. They didn't oh, warn no. me. Yeah. Who? Why did no one I, tell it's me? True, it's true that you know what you're getting into, but if your story includes them both dating a man, you think you should talk about why they're no longer doing that. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Like, sure, you wouldn't have to talk have them question their sexuality if they're like, I like girls and that's never been an issue for me. Yep people exist like that that's fine mm-hmm. but the problem is they set up a story where that wasn't the case so like they should probably mention why they no longer are interested in men both of them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my other thoughts is i felt bad for for that japan isn't that accepting of alternative relationships obviously i don't live there and i can't speak from any kind of authority but from my mm-hmm. understanding japan isn't exactly the leader in lgbtq rights as same-sex right. marriage isn't recognized and the government ban on gay marriage was unconstitutional according to an article from the NPR dated March 17th, 2021. I honestly thought Japan had already passed something. I was really shocked when I started looking into this. Like, I thought like a first world country like Japan would be past this. But no, they're still trying to figure out the official government stance is marriage is between a guy and a woman, a guy and a girl. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy to think about. Yeah, for sure. I still have questions about what happens after the show, and I want to know if Yuzu's mother was none the wiser. As she remained relatively as a supporting mother and nothing more, never really talking with either Yuzu or May, just being the parent figurehead. Although it was nice seeing a parental figure in the picture, as a lot of anime, there are none. And I just want to see what happens, because I I think the ending of the anime is like, well, shit, we're at the end. Like I said, they only did the first four episodes. What more, you know, how much deeper do they go into the volumes? I mean, they got 12 right. episodes out of four volumes. You've got six more to go. What else could you explore? You know, maybe we do get the answers that I'm looking for. I don't know. Um, but I gave the show a six. Um, like I said, it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It was a good watch. It kept my interest. Like I said, it it kind of dragged on, and the 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 uh, you know the, the 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 tropes are super like. If you've seen any romance anime, you know what to expect. All right. You know, and it's like, oh, oh, wow, look at that. Like, you knew what was happening. So, nothing was a shock. But yeah, I, I, I'm glad I watched it. I just, I guess I found, I came out of 
with more questions after the fact than looking at the story and be, story and being like, yeah, I really enjoyed the story. It was really good. And, you know, I, I like the characters. No, in the end, I'm just like, yeah, that, that was something. Don't know how to really take it. I did, <laughs> I did try to reach out to some folks who know more about the genre. Unfortunately, uh, they took a hiatus from from their online presence. So, but I was really, really hoping we could get someone who was more knowing of this genre of anime because. Excuse me, because neither you or I, you know, I think two two men, we aren't we aren't the target audience. <laughs> you you think so. correctly, yes. Uh, two straight men, even. Yes. Um, I, I didn't want to talk for you. I uh, true, that, yeah. But I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to say something and be wrong. No, I appreciate it. I mean, I think all of your assumptions are correct. I mean. Yes, clearly we're not I mean, for you. I'm not shocked you're not straight. You love High School DxD. No, I, I, I don't and, mean and about Kejo. me. I'm saying your assumptions about the show are correct. <laughs> um, like, clearly we could never be the authority on the issue. Um, <laughs> I'm a fairly worldly person and, and in no way a bigot. And I think if you bring up the fact that they're dating men, it's worth talking about why they're interested now in women. Yeah, and that's like, where I was confused. Where like Yuzi was like, "Oh man, I'm moving to Tokyo," or "I can't wait to find a boyfriend," and "Oh man, I'm going to an all-girls school." What the hell? You know, right? And then like and it's, it's May is like, "Oh, but... I'm engaged to the teacher, and it's a guy, and we're kissing," and yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's we went from like fine. it's perfectly fine that they find that out about themselves, you know? Oh, definitely. Their sexuality over time. Um, but it's not like it wasn't talked about because it's assumed in the genre because like you said they set it up to be the opposite they should either have to explain why they now no longer feel that way or if it's true like you said and people just assume it about yuri then don't mention that she really wants a boyfriend because like that's a plot thing she's gonna have to overcome and if they don't mention it it just makes you feel like well how did that happen (laughs) that could have been explained better yeah because like the thing is, like, okay, they live together, they share the room together, um, you know, it's, is it convenience? Is it like, well, you know... Is it necessity, like your friend hinted at? You, like, you take what yeah. you can get? <laughs> like, prison? Yeah, kinda. I mean, like... Because like, that's, that's, like, an like opposite her friend, of the discovering friend that your she sexuality. Makes, if it's yeah. just, like, thrust upon you, well, in this case it was, or it's your only option, that's, like, a desperate take on it. Like, I feel like the show's having... The writer's having a lot of people put out their take on how it happened, and the show's not doing a good job explaining how the characters actually feel. Yeah. Especially May. Like, mm-hmm. May is this complex figure that they don't really go too deep into or try to explain her actions outside of, like... Oh, I thought this is what you wanted, or this is how I know I can only make you happy. You know? Like, because she'll, like, date anyone. Like, so one of the things is, like, she meets another girl and she gets asked out, and May's like, yeah, sure, why not? You know? And it's like, uh, aren't you doing this other thing? So she has no, you know, self respect for herself. 
Right, and it's a tool to get what she wants, hence the broken mm-hmm. and her poor role models and daddy issues. And it's like, you can write a story with all those elements, but I almost feel like the way you described it, they threw in all the ingredients without knowing the recipe. I feel like they had a lot of opposing worldviews on sexuality they put in there, and they never actually tell you how the main characters arrived at their conclusion. Yeah, because, like, the first time they kiss, like, it's kind of shocking. You're like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, and the character models are good-looking. They're both cute girls. But, you know, they right. aren't, like, crazy proportionate, like, over-the-top anime, you know, fan service type models. Mm-hmm. But you're just like, okay, that happened. Interesting. But it's like, yeah, like I said in my review, it's just, you. I, I, like, I, I marathon this. So it's like, it was weird because I could put myself in the shoes of like, if I'm watching this weekly, like every week I'm going to see a kiss. The intro had two of them by themselves. Like, you knew the fucking out, outcome of the show. They ruined it for you in the intro. Right. You know, I hate fucking anime that does that too. <laughs> Sorry, like, why being am the I worst? Wa- yes. Death Gun's real name just in the opening. <laughs> yes. Oh, Sword Art never changed. Uh, but yeah, so. um, I don't know if I'd watch. Like, if there was a season two, I'd probably watch. But I don't know if I want to, like, start watching Yuri shows because, like, I, I just don't know anymore. You know what I mean? I don't know what to expect. Maybe, like- yeah, I've. My opinion is it shouldn't be any different. Well, I yeah, do. I agree. Um, so I feel like if you're in the mood for a romance show, it could be any type, including Yuri. But it's unfortunate that this experience was confusing and not a good enough example that we have to wonder if it is just worse or different. But I assume it should be as good and the same, just they're both the same gender. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's it. At the end of the wonderful. day, it's like, I just want a romance story like... Tell mm-hmm. me a romance story. I don't give a shit about if it's a guy or a girl. It said they like, threw a lot of ingredients in there and didn't do anything uh, enough good with it. Wait, album two mm-hmm. tells a straight story, but everything it brings up, it addresses in the show. Like, nothing's wasteful. And you're not confused. You're not wondering, like, was I supposed to have knowledge beforehand? And they never bring up... It would it would have been fine if the main character had a boyfriend previously, and then they explain in White Album where they're like, "Oh, now he's interested in these two girls, and now he knows that about himself." And it's like, there's a way to do it correctly, but but why even have like the friend in the show waste their time giving their opinion of why girls are dating each other without yeah. ever having the main character take that and internalize it and think about it? It's like it's almost like everyone's just giving their opinion to Yuzu, and she's just not processing and the show isn't progressing yeah because the show just plays it off like oh well they're high school girls and you know you're in an all-girls school what do you expect to happen like at the end of the day like these relationships don't mean anything and you know they're just getting it out of their system right is how they kind of which is a real a real worldview for people um and it's fine but she she should go after that and say well am i doing it out of necessity or do i care more like there should be some some amount of processing she does, and it sounds like that show left that a lot out a lot. I don't know. Yeah. So. All right, though. Anything else you want to discuss before we uh, wrap it up? Uh, no, that's that's it. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, continue to stay safe. Rona Chan is. Going to max levels, apparently. 
Just being a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Corona Chan shit. Yes. Ah, anyway, have a good one, Zach. Thank you very much for your review. I think we should watch Riding Bean and do a duo review. Hell yeah. It's been All a while right. since we reviewed the same thing. I'm down. <laughs> it's 40 yeah, minutes. Man. How bad could exactly. it be? Exactly. And Gunsmith go. Cats was good, so I have faith that the parent show is at least similar. Yes. All right. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Be safe. This has been the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you have any feedback, head over to bonsaibeat.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode. While you're there, you can also find our review index, which has a list of all the anime that we've reviewed on the Bonsai Beat podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to add us to your favorite podcatcher. You can find links to do that on our website. Otherwise, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio if that's easier for you. Once again, this is the Bonsai Beat podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send them to bonsaibeat at gmail.com.